Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and happy Friday. Welcome to Trackside with Randy and Terry. I'm Terry Turner. Right there is Randy Dye. Randy, I, I, I'm looking at a picture on my phone, and I know you're scrambling uh, involved with this, and I want to talk about this picture in just a second, but first, I just wanted to stop for just a second, it's just a second, and remind everyone to keep Israel and our country in their thoughts and prayers as we deal with everything we're dealing with, um, more stuff as of today. And um, so, Randy, we knew these times were coming, but uh, still a little shocking when they start to get here. It, it is shocking, and, and I think probably in some regards, um, maybe <clears throat> maybe the most shocking part of all this to me is some of the people in our country's reaction to uh, whether they're supporting Hamas, and I, I just, I, I'm frankly, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm at a loss. You know, I don't, I don't know what to think. But you're right. We need to pray for our country and pray for uh, Israel and and all the innocent people in all of this. You know, there's 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 Palestinian people who are innocent too, and um, yep. and they they didn't bargain for this. And so I, I'm glad you said it, and uh, and you know, uh, pray for all of our our military because they are, keep it so that you and I can do this. Exactly. Well, uh, it all does tie to our freedom, that's for sure. And just one more quick thing is, uh, you know, uh, our governor in Florida is sure standing up about these protests on college campuses and and taking a lot of heat for it. So, you know, I'm proud of him again. So anyway, speaking of something we're very proud of, I think this is the coolest uh, model of the 43 Camping World Truck Series truck, I believe, that is extremely cool. Extremely cool. Can you talk a little bit about that? We'll talk about uh, Homestead after we get done with Rusty. But um, this uh, this machine is is really cool, and uh, people can get their hands on them, right? Yeah. The uh, you know we we were it, it, the process. It's interesting that when you're when you're collecting this stuff, you um, you don't realize how what the lead time is. So it's a very long lead time. Um, you know, this was the truck that Daniel ran um, at, um, um, at at uh, Daytona, the very first truck race he'd ever run. And so uh, we, uh, you know, we, we were able to get a, I mean, an exact replica. It's just exactly like it was. And uh, uh, very excited about... Uh, very excited about it about it finally being here and uh, lots of people are getting them um, you can certainly get them uh, online and uh, you can get them at the Daniel die uh, shop Daniel die.com as well and uh, probably not right today but in the next the coming days there will be some at the dealership that you could come by and get if you'd like so uh, very very cool and thanks for bringing it up I you know I've collected diecast throughout the years and i don't think anybody i would have ever dreamed that um we'd have one that was our own if you will um but um we're glad to be able to put it out there and there's others we have other other uh other paint schemes that are coming down the line as well 
Well, this one's super cool. It's got the petty colors, of course, and and the big forty three, and yeah, yeah. A die cast is a, is a very cool. I've collected a lot of them over the years myself, and uh, congratulations. I, I guess Danica here is asking when we're going to have a Daniel die bobblehead. <laughs> I don't know if I, see the problem with that is his hair is so big. I don't know that it'll bobble. I think it'll just collapse. All right, and as Forrest Gunt would say, that's all we're going to say about that because I'm yeah. a pro uh, Daniel's hair, and his dad maybe is not, so that's all we're going to move on. So let's talk diecast, though, Randy, and we have a another diecast on the radio with us now, and that is Rusty uh, from New Smyrna Speedway. Pardon my voice, folks. I'm kind of losing it here. Um a lot of comments, Rusty, and I'd love for you to address this as you had the big motorcycle event at New Smyrna Speedway, a successful event, by the way. And for some reason, Rusty Randy was parading around the racetrack in a outfit, you know, red, white, and blue stars with a cape similar to <laughs> Evil Knievel, the big Elvis Presley glasses. The whole shooting match. I'd really like for you to touch on this for just a second, Rusty, if you don't mind. Well, they wouldn't even let me ride one of their motorcycles. What's up with that? Well, I wouldn't I, let you on my motorcycle. I might even in my car <laughs> in that outfit. Somebody yeah, has Billy. good judgment. That's that's what's up with that. <laughs> the, the Billy Lane Sense of Speed was here in full force for their fall show, um, and it was a it was a good event all the way around. Um, the fall show is a little smaller than the spring show always. And, uh, and, you know, you expect that, but the, the people that come for the show are always excited. Again, that's early 1900s, like 1910 Harleys and Indians. And some of them don't have brakes. Some of them, hey, that, cause that's the way that they raced them back then. And they come to the big half mile and put on a show and the, and the fans just love it. No doubt about that. No doubt. And you had a good crowd. I was not able to be there. There was, there was a good crowd a good for crowd. the fall show. It was a good crowd. Um, again, the, the fall show, you know, bike week is where everything happens with motorcycles. Um, mm-hmm. And the bike week show, which will be coming up in March, will be huge. Um, they, they made a few adjustments on their show, and they didn't have the number of riders that they normally have, and that was by design, not because people didn't want to come because they wanted to make the show a little bit more uh, fluid, and uh, they did some things to it, and, and they're, they're constantly working on it as of every venue. You know, you're always working on stuff to try and make it better. You bet. You bet. Well, you certainly do a great job. I, uh, I did, uh, of course, question the outfit a little bit, but uh, uh, that's par for the course i guess every every week with rusty but uh speaking of big events i mean it doesn't get a whole lot bigger than what's going to be happening with the uh dave rogers event that you got going on the super late this weekend rusty you know and and I'm, I'm expecting this to be a good one and and if you're looking to come out to new Smyrna speedway and check it out this is a good night to do it because the temperatures aren't so crazy that you can't breathe uh we've got the super it's the David Rogers Super Late Model uh, Sunbelt Series 100. So it's 100 laps of Super Late Models. And here's, what, here's what's unique about this weekend. We're coming up in a couple of weeks to the Florida Governor's Cup, 58th annual. Now, a lot of the cars are going to be coming down to try and get this track figured out. So I'm looking for some extra cars and uh, 
uh, we had several cars this week that don't normally come here practice. So I'm, I'm looking for a great show this week. And, of course, you know, Brad Mays, the man at uh, New Smyrna Speed when it, when it comes to Supers. But the last few races we've had, he's had a lot of competition. So I'm looking for this thing to really heat up and become good as they're, as they're trying to get ready for the, for the coveted governor's cup. And we've got the super late models with 100 laps. We have the sportsman cars here. We have the bomber bees and the 602 tour mods. All of these classes are really good classes. Um, the bomber B is something, you know, like if you're wanting to get into racing, it's one of the, I won't say cheap, more affordable ways to get into racing, and it's really growing quick. Uh, and that's just a, a standard stock V8 car. Um, you do some modifications to it, and you come out. The, the way that they were dubbed back in the day was it was a $500 car and $1,000 worth of fun. Well, cars have gone up, so now it's probably a $1,000 car or more and a million dollars worth of fun because you can't put a price tag on the amount of fun that you're going to have whenever you're racing them. No doubt about that. And, you know, you, you mentioned this, Rusty, Brad May. There is uh, there is several competitors that uh, are hard at it trying to knock Brad May off the top of the heap. That's going to increase the excitement uh, for this but weekend, it, don't you think? Yeah, and here's the thing. Brad May, and Randy can attest to this, He's been around so long, and you can watch some drivers, and when they get out there, they get flustered. Brad May goes out there, and he has a plan. And he might sit back for half of the race, depending on what the weather's like, because uh, if it looks like it's going to rain, he's going he's to change his plan up a little bit. But he will sit there, and it doesn't matter what happens. Brad May stays focused on the task at hand. And you can watch some of the drivers, you can see their personality come out in the car. When they get mad, you know it because the car shows it. And, and that sounds stupid, but it absolutely does. Brad May, he gets out there. He's smooth. He does his thing. He doesn't rough people up. He does what needs to be done, but he's not out there acting like a maniac. He does it in a gentleman fashion. And so he, he, he's a lot of fun to watch. I think the thing that Brad May... Uh, has to. I mean, first off, he's got more experience at New Smyrna than probably anybody running out there right right now. But but he gets the difference too that uh, the temperature, the sunshine, uh, the cloud cover, the all the humidity, all the things that go into um, uh, how the track is going to be and how the car is going to respond to the conditions. Brad understands all that stuff. Um, you know, he knows. How, how long the tires are going to last, how, how hard he can push them, how much tire he's going to need. You know, a 100-lap race at New Smyrna for a super late mile race is actually a fairly quick event. Um, you know, it's not something you – it's not like running the Governor's Cup, you know, where you, you can you can lay back a little bit for a little while. Um, but Brad understands all those different scenarios, and I think that makes him always – I mean, you can't go there if he's in the field, and I think he's certainly one of the favorites, if not the favorite. Yeah, would you guys and, and, say that Brad May kind of puts on a clinic out there in New Smyrna? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Between he and Bobby Sears, who's his car owner, yep. uh, they have yep. a bazillion laps on that racetrack. Bobby is retired from racing. Super, super guy. Um, he still loves racing. He's got a little stable of cars. And it's funny because I've been to their shop, 
And a lot of these teams are in all these big fancy shops and whatnot, you know, with a, with the fancy toters and just all kinds of stuff going on. Bobby Sears has a little barn and some lean-tos built onto it, and here's all these cars sitting underneath it. And he works on them out in the open air. He works on them. He still has a full-time job, which is amazing because he, he should have been able to retire years ago. Um, and in the evenings, he comes home and he starts tinkering with the cars. And that's what he does for enjoyment. And it's it's really a neat thing to see because, you know, it's just there at his house. Uh, it's really it's really incredible. And they come to the racetrack on a mission. Um, they're not the kind that's going to act all stoic and stuff, or, you know, stuffy and all that stuff. They come there. They know what their job is. They unload the car. They immediately start working on it. Then when it's showtime, that car is ready to go, and here they go. Well, resting yeah. your racetrack means so much to so many folks and uh, so many race fans in the area. And, you know, people like Brad Mann, many others are big stars. I mean, they, they're up close and personal with your, with your fans out there, which is a, a huge deal. I mean, yeah, we, we love the NASCAR guys, but they can't get up close and personal like they do with you guys at uh, New Smyrna Speedway. So, as I say a lot, thanks for what you do. And give us the details so we don't have to miss this race this weekend because it's going to be a big one. And, 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 and I want to I want to say one other thing. Uh, during Friday's practice session, I saw somebody that I haven't seen in probably mm, 15 years, and it was so good to see him, uh, Petey Allison. Um, <laughs> a, a lot of you all know him. Uh, yeah. Jared Allison is his son, and he still races. They're going to they're gonna be doing some more asphalt racing. They had gone to dirt for a while, um, and I had moved away from a while for a while. But it was so good to see him, and he's just a, the same person that he was before, and he was he was excited to see me. He, he said he was excited to see me. <laughs> and it was just so – that's the things that you take away from the sport because there's a lot of muck in the sport, believe me. But sure. all of that gets bowled over by stuff like this. Whenever you see somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, they're still doing well. Uh, you know, we're all getting older, and, you know, the, the, the sport that we love – it's changing its complexion a little bit, um, and and that's going to happen because we got the up and comers. You know, Daniel right now, Daniel Die is very young. He's you know most people consider him a kid. Well, guess what? He's the future, and kids like him are the future of what's going to happen. And not only in the racing world, but also in the officiating world, we got to get these kids involved because if we don't, this sport will die on the vine. Yeah, you make a great point, no doubt about that, and definitely lots of young stars coming up. As a matter of fact, talking a little bit about 2024, I know you guys have a lot of plans out there. I was talking to Anthony Anthony at Volusia Speedway Park this week, and a lot of cool stuff coming up for 2024 out there. So you guys are killer, and we sure appreciate you. And I bet he was excited to see you, Rusty, especially if you still had on your cape. <laughs> and, you know, between, between Volusia and New Smyrna, the people of Volusia County are very lucky because they have two premier racetracks right here. Plus, they have Daytona. I mean, if, if you're a race fan, you are in the right place. But Saturday, the place to be is New Smyrna Speedway. Of course, the heat races will start at 6 o'clock. Try and get there before the heat races because if you get there before the heat races at 6 o'clock, you can get in for $15. It's $5 off. If you get there after, it'll be 20 
It's going to be a great show. The Sun Belt Race is the first race. Uh, we've designed it that way. It's not how most tracks do it because a lot of tracks like to keep you here as long as they can for concessions and, and whatnot. We're taking a different angle. We want people to see the, the, the meat of the show and try and get it over at a, at a decent time so that everybody can get up the next morning, go to church or go boating or whatever you do on your Sundays. And again, racing action starts at 6. The features start at 7.30. $15 before 6, 20 after 6. Kids, 11 or 12 to 17, just $5. Kids 11 and under, always free. And of course, you can check us out at New Smyrna Speedway, USA.com. We're located right on the action corner of 44 and 415. Be there. All right, Rusty. You be careful as you fly around the racetrack this week. Okay? All we'll right. See you we next will see week. you guys soon. Bye, Rusty. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Well, Randy, experience that you got at uh, Homestead last week. I, I really like that racetrack. I think it's, uh, I mean, not from a driver perspective, but it sure is a I like the color. I like the fact that they have the bass tournament for the cup drivers on Friday there, like we do in Daytona and, uh, Daniel die on the racetrack finished 21st out there. Uh, tell us about the weekend. Yeah. Disappointed, uh, for sure with the, uh, with the finish. Uh, we were, uh, the, the la- the green flag pit stop, um, cost us 11 spots. Um, at the end so we did the math and uh we were we had a top 10 <clears throat> we didn't have a winning truck but we had a top 10 truck and um uh, over 30 second pit stop those were two two of the two of the pit stops that day one the jack failed and for whatever reason the crew didn't uh the pit crew didn't have two jacks in the in the pitch so um we uh Ended up having Daniel hollered over the radio to get the jack off the, from the uh, five team next to us. And so we went out, obviously, uh, in that pit stop last. And then, uh, under the green flag pit stops, we, uh, you know, they couldn't get the right rear tire on. So it's been frustrating. Uh, you know, we've run better than we finished for sure. Um, it keeps us in a, in a, I think a 18th place, I believe. In the points, um, going to yeah, Phoenix right. next week. Yeah, next weekend. Um, it, again, uh, a place we've never run a truck, which is every place we've been, we've never run a truck. Um, uh, except that this, uh, we did run the ARCA race out there uh, a, a year ago. Um, and, uh, I think it was the second race of the year for us. And, Daniel really um, had that race. He, it was his race to win and uh, made a wrong choice in the lane. Um, it took the uh, outside, should have took the inside, and ended up finishing second. Um, likes the racetrack. They've been on the sim. Um, it's clear he likes the racetrack. The sim, the sim time was really good for... Uh, for the crew chief and the engineer, they liked it. They, they liked what they saw. So, uh, and, and I think the other thing I want to say, this is, uh, you'll see us this next week in, in Phoenix, um, running the Sheldon Creed, um, uh, championship paint scheme. The last time that a GMS driver won a 
won a championship. That's what we're running. Uh, it's a tribute to the championship. It's a tribute to all the men and women of GMS Racing. This is the official last race of GMS. Uh, there will be no more. And uh, it's unfortunate. We, you know, when we signed up, we expected to be with them for quite a little while. So we're, you know, we're disappointed, albeit we understand. And, um, uh, but we're also excited about where we're going, and that's with uh, uh, McAnally Hagelman Racing, and uh, I think that'll be a, that'll be a good experience. We also will race out there, Terry. We'll, we'll race the uh, uh, Xfinity car uh, one more time with uh, Alpha Prime Racing. Um, don't know how many cars are going to be in the field yet. We won't know that until Monday. Um, and um, so very likely, like the other two races, we'll have to qualify our way in and um, and then try to run that race. So it'll be Friday in the truck, Saturday in the Xfinity car, and then, um, um, you know, then we'll, then we'll have a break for a little bit. <laughs> Not much, but a little bit. Uh, I think you got a good point for a little bit because uh, to get ready for 2024, uh, new team, all of that, there's going to be a lot of work to do. Am I correct? Yeah, and we, you know, and believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy. It sounds crazy to me, and I hadn't said it yet, but uh, and we're already working on our 2025 plans. I got you. Well, you got to think ahead, no doubt about it. It's got to be a big honor for uh, Daniel to have driven for GMS and to have that paint scheme. And, you know, Randy, we talk about this a lot. In NASCAR, nobody can figure out what's going to happen. So, you know, Daniel Dye could win in that uh, paint scheme for the last race of the existence <laughs> yeah. of GMS. You just you just don't know. So we're certainly going to be pulling for him. Meanwhile, Carson Hosevar wins that race uh, at Homestead. So that puts Hosevar, Heim, Rhodes, and Enfinger in the race for the championship. Uh, that's coming up next week. So uh, exciting rolling up to the end of the year, believe it or not. Yeah, it is exciting, and, and you know, Grant Infinger runs for GMS, so it's really, really good. We're excited for Grant. Um, he's in the championship at GMS's last year, and uh, I, I would uh, obviously, you know, we're going to be rooting for the 23, and, um, uh, you know, if he finishes second, he'll win the championship, just just so we're clear. So you understand, you get my drift. If he finishes second, he'll win the championship. Yeah. As long as Daniel yeah. dies, the winner of the race. Well, wouldn't that be fun to see uh, the, the two GMS uh, one and two right there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I, I think it would might as well take it one step further, and we'll get the twenty four with Raja Karuth in there uh, as well, and we'll just make it a GMS sweep. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, nobody can say it won't happen. I'll guarantee you that. No, so. anything can happen in NASCAR. That's for sure. No doubt. Well, it is uh, next week at Phoenix Championship weekend. You know, that's it's going to be exciting for everybody. Speaking of exciting, uh, this past weekend as Christopher Bell, everybody had pretty much, uh, you know, put him out. Uh, he had some issues and went to the back and comes all the way up and wins that race. Um, a driver question for you, and it was interesting, you know, Blaney and Hamlin – you know, toe-to-toe there, some great racing. Um, all of a sudden, Hamlin uh, turns into the wall. And uh, as, I, as I look at the press releases, it looked like he downshifted 
and RPMs, of course, up in the downshift there, and it blew the power steering pump. So is, is that unusual? I mean, we've seen missed shifts and blown engines and all that, but I, I never thought about the RPM with the with the power steering pump, but it makes sense. Yeah, all that stuff is very, very close tolerances, and so the extra pressure that that would have pushed put on not only the power steering pump but a lot of other things, you know, any number of things could have could have been the relief valve, if you will, and that's what that's what happened. The power steering pump was the relief valve. I thought that uh, I was uh, really a little disappointed in um, the way Denny Hamlin and um, and, uh, and, and and Ryan Blaney raced. Um, I thought Denny was. Uh, Overly aggressive, um, took his line, took took Ryan's line away uh, several times, and uh, and I think that's why why you got maybe the Ryan Blaney comment um, yeah. about Denny Hamlin. I I just uh, watched it a lot, done it myself. Ryan Blaney, as far as I'm concerned, exercised remarkable. Um, remarkable restraint. Maturity. Uh, no doubt about well, that. Well, okay. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I was, uh, yeah, man, I, um, I don't know. I, I, I was sitting there watching it going, oh my gosh, this, how, how long is this going to last? Because, uh, uh, it, it really wasn't the way that's supposed to go. Well, Randy, speaking of that, um, you know, and I, we we talked pretty frankly on the program. I'm not a I'm not a Denny Hamlin fan, and I think that is where last Sunday where I lost started losing my voice because I was uh, on my feet on my couch, standing on it, jumping up and down, screaming at Denny Hamlin because I just I could just see it coming, uh, the turn of Ryan Blaney into the wall. Ryan Blaney did. Call him a hack, as we as we know in the past. Right. Uh, Hamlin has called people a hack for racing him the same way he was racing. Uh, uh, now Blaney is such a cool guy and, and a laid back guy. He did kind of walk that back because you, from driver perspective, know very well in the heat of the moment you're going to say things on the radio that you may never say. But yeah, uh, it's true. <laughs> it's so, but uh, interesting stuff. There's no doubt about that. And I was a. Uh, Quite proud that he went into the wall, but uh, that being said, Christopher Bell wins. So let's 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 look at it right here uh, as we go into Martinsville. As it stands right now, uh, Christopher Bell gets the win. He does advance to the uh, championship with forty-one ten, and the points. Kyle Larson right behind him at forty-one oh five, and he had, has already clinched his uh, way to the championship race. Then William Byron, Ryan Blaney, Tyler Reddick. Martin Truex Jr., which had a terrible weekend. I mean, he even was talking. We're talking about saying on the radio, "This, you know, I'm done with this. I'm, I, I'm not doing this anymore." Of course, he's already signed a contract, but you know, we'll probably see him calm down. But Martin Truex has not had great luck, and it reminds me of you know we've talked about Chase Elliott in the past, and now Daniel Dye with some of the goofy things that happened. But uh, Martin Truex right there, then Denny Hamlin, and in last place uh, with forty sixty three in points is Chris Boot. Uh, Chris Butcher, no, but hey, again, as we just discussed, we just have no idea uh, what's going to happen. I mean, Bubba Wallace could win this weekend, and so oh, 
yeah. it ain't over yet. No, I mean it's de- it's definitely not. It'll be interesting. It's a it's a it's really. Uh, I think it's kind of a a fun place for it to uh, for it to finish up because the short track is gonna it's gonna create. Well, we did you saw this last year, so um, you know what can happen, right? I mean, lots of things can happen, and so I think. Uh, uh, again, predicting this, I don't know. I could just tell you who I'm rooting for. So that's that's it. I, I don't want to try to predict it, but I sure hope that 12 gets in. Well, I was about to say, I, I think both of us would agree we got to root for Blaney. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I'm a, a big admirer of her. We've got a chance to interview him in the past. Of course, your relationship with that family. But he's just a great guy and a mature race car driver. I think uh, is going to have some championships under his belt. There's no doubt about it because he's just getting better and better all the time. So, uh, great, great race uh, on Sunday and a great race in the uh, Xfinity Series. You know, I'm uh, I'm a Sam Mayer fan. Uh, of course, Junior Motorsports. I'm a fan. Uh, he wins uh, and clinches. Uh, right behind him, Zane Smith in, in second place is disqualified. Randy, another windshield support issue. I mean, his his windshield was literally flopping around. And then Ty Majeski uh, penalized 10 driver points and 10 owner points. Not a big deal. And then this one, from your perspective, Ryan Newman is fined 10 grand for not wearing his head sock during practice. Now, what What's he thinking there? So, okay, I threw a lot of stuff at you. Your thoughts? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you take a when you take a the car and you understand the way the wind works um you know having that wind the windshield um uh you know helping you a little bit um the way those both time Majeskis and uh the 38 were i yeah i i understand i mean um you always have to just question whether it's worth the gamble um and obviously in this case it was not um and then, as far as uh, Ryan Newman, you know, you got to remember Ryan Newman is Ryan Newman. <laughs> First off, and, yes. And secondly, he's not at the racetrack every weekend. So, right. it, the combination of the two, yeah, he he might forget or ignore. <laughs> yeah, combination of both. Yeah, you know, but that NASCAR. It's 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 just one of those things. I saw him early in the day, and um, uh, he, you know, he's still Ryan Newman, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've had an opportunity to spend some time with him. Uh, we did a tour at the museum there, across from the racetrack, uh, one year, and he is an interesting individual, and will certainly do or say whatever he feels like he needs to to do or say. No doubt about that. Meanwhile, Sam Mayer clinches. Uh, he's moving on, uh, followed up by John Hunter Nemechek. Yeah, he has 44 points. Cole Custer, Austin Hill, with three are three points ahead of Josh, Justin Allgaier, who's in fifth position right now. So some big names, some great race car drivers. Again, you have no idea, but only one guy is clinched, so this weekend's quite important. Yes, sir, for sure. And it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see uh, who's moving on. That's going to be a blast. No doubt about it. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, some sprint car uh, 
interesting news and exciting news. We are brought to you tonight by Daytona Dodge Chrysler Jeep and Ram, Daytona's Garage, Bush Beer, Daytona Beverages, Daytona, Daytona on Tap, Solar Fit, and Southeastern Sports. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Track Silas and It's almost Bush o'clock. A time for relaxing and unwinding with a crisp, cold Bush beer. It's the most refreshing time of the day. Wait for it. Three, two, one. Bush. Crisp, cold, Bush. Enjoy responsibly. Bush beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, y'all, this is Chris from Southeastern Sports, 209 South State Street in Bunnell. Come and see the largest selection of in-stock firearms in Flagler County. 60-day, same-as-cash layaway. Got a huge used gun selection. Largest selection of ammunition. No matter what you need, we got you covered. Hi, folks. Bill Gallagher with SolarFit here. Have you ever thought about utilizing solar power for your home or business? Well, there's never been a better time to plug into the sun and stop renting electricity. How would you like to let your roof start paying you each month? Give us a call at 445-7606, that's 445-7606, or visit us at SolarFit.com and set yourself free. SolarFit your life and set yourself free with the sun's free energy. All right, we're so glad you're with us on a Friday evening with Trackside with Randy and Terry as we roll toward the championship weekend. Uh, interesting news. We we know, Randy, that Kyle Larson lives, breathes, eats, sleeps, racing. We know he's definitely a, uh, really, I think, brought the world of sprint car racing a long way by his participation in it. Uh, but Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet have acquired Tony Stewart's all-star circuit of champions racing series. Uh, that uh, that has just happened this week. Um, that's going to be interesting. Um, I think Larson never sleeps, and so uh, an addition into sprint car racing. Uh, sprint car racing to me, from an outsider, and being a big Kyle Larson fan, and and uh, the guys that that drive those cars, to me, it's the most dangerous uh, part of racing. Uh, with uh, yeah, I mean all that horsepower with seven hundred pound car. Anyway, he's making big advance with uh, Brad Sweet uh, taking over this series. So, interesting news. Well, I think, you know, um, Kyle Larson reminds me a lot of uh, Kenny Schrader. And, by the way, Kenny Schrader's still racing. And Schrader races everything, everywhere, anytime, all the time. And and that's kind of the Kyle Larson way. Uh, Sprint cars are, you know, I I know I've told this story on our show several times, and I don't want to get into the long version but it there's two race cars i said i would never drive and a sprint car was one of them um and the other one was an indy car well i have driven the sprint car and i still believe that it's dangerous um but i would also tell you it's probably the most fun i ever had in a race car in my life um <laughs> yeah it was it was just unbelievable to spend a day in uh uh dave blaney's uh, World of Outlaws sprint car. It was just a blast. I mean, I, though, no other way to put it, I couldn't get the smile off my face, buddy. I mean, it was just that good. Yep. No doubt about that. I've never, of course, driven one. I've sat in one and the way the steering wheel is positioned and all that. Yeah. I can see where it would be, um, uh, 
almost like a tilt-a-whirl or something like that. But, uh, you know, looking at my press release, they're talking about Kyle Larson and the impact he's had on the sprint car world. They're, they're calling him a modern-day Tony Stewart. So I think you've described it even better. But this is this is a big news for that uh, that series of racing. And uh, lot, that, that series of racing has lots of fans. Big crowds show up for those races, Randy. Well, I think it's not just so. I mean, he has an impact in motorsports, period. Because remember now, he's going to run the Indy 500 this year. He's going through the, the Indy rookie training. He's doing it the right way. Um, I, I, I mean, I, this guy may be today, in my, in my view anyway, he's probably the most uh, diverse uh, and well-followed indiv- individual racer um, in, the sport to, in, in motorsports today, period, of, of, of all. You know, when you think about, you know, he... he he goes through all the all the different series of NASCAR. He'll run the Cup cars. Obviously, that's his primary role. Once in a while, he'll he'll run a an Xfinity race. Once in a while, he'll run a truck race. You know, he goes and does the dirt stuff. Now he's now he's an owner of a of a of a sprint car series or another or additional sprint car series, and then he's going to go run the Indy 500. I'm not sure anybody else out there is doing as much as he's doing. No, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Well, you know, and, and even a guy like that on occasion makes a mistake. We, we yeah. saw him misjudge uh, Blaney's speed there and his own speed a little bit and a little bit scary as he hit the hit the barrels coming into pit road and sand went everywhere, uh, put him out of the race. Uh, he, had a, he had a car fast enough to win that race. Uh, but he, he just, he's, uh, can we say balls to the wall all the time? in that in that race car and sure creates a lot of excitement and uh he admitted he kind of blew that one well i think here's what i think about the quote unquote him blowing it i I would say it this way you know he came in at the speed that he thought he needed to come in at i mean so so the the difference is is that there was a there was a, a a delta between him and blaney and blaney came in so so it's just like driving on the street in this particular case. Just because that car in front of you isn't going the speed that you want it to, you can't bolt, you can't run over them, right? <laughs> and, and and I think I mean I well we both we we both tried, but you know what I mean. Um, so I, I don't think he blew it in terms of how how fast he was coming in. I, I think that's what he thought. Probably the way they practiced, the, what were the corner. You know, getting to the line, that's what he needed to do. It's just that Blaney hadn't cleared yet. That was the issue. Right. And right. Uh, so, you know, I mean, but it, I, I agree with him. It's ultimately his responsibility, whether or not it's his fault, there's a difference. Yeah, I can I can almost read Blaney's mind as that happens. It says, dang, that guy almost run over me. <laughs> no well, and, you know, I think he hit Blaney just enough that caused him to not be quite as good at the end of the race as he was prior to that little that 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 whack on the right rear. I think you uh, I think you hit it on the head. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. Still going to be rooting for Blaney. No doubt about it. Another piece of big news, and you know we we talk about Daniel and the young guy and uh, his experience is uh, continually increasing and uh, great uh, stuff happening for next year and into twenty twenty five. 
is pretty neat news because uh, both of us are Richard Childress racing fans. And um, Richard Childress announced this week that Arkham Menard Series champion Jesse Love will take Sheldon Creed's position in the number two Xfinity car in 2024. So here is a young, I think, I think he's 18. Uh, I should know that, but another young, uh, cool guy who's a great race car driver. Uh, and really, they had planned on him and the Toyota organization. I know that for a fact. And he threw a surprise. He's gone Chevrolet with RCR, and they got themselves another driver, another prospective great driver in the two in the Xfinity Series. Well, first off, I want to congratulate Jesse. He's a good kid. Uh, he and Daniel are friends. And, uh, you know, we wish him the best for sure. And congratulations on the ARCA Series Championship. Um, really good. What's really interesting to me is there's a lot of this going on. You know, you've got a couple, you've got the, uh, Chandler Smith going to leave the colleague organization and he's going to go over to the Toyota camp with, with mm-hmm. Gibbs. That's what we hear. Uh, Sheldon Creed leaving, um, the uh, Chevrolet camp and going to go over to, uh, Gibbs. Jesse Love, who's obviously been groomed. I mean, there's no doubt he was in the Toyota development dr- program. And he's jumping over to the Chevrolet side. It, this is uh, this is a little bit unusual, uh, for sure. Uh, just uh, I- interesting stuff going on right now. Well, do you think? I mean, the recent developments in the uh, JGR, the Toyota organization, had some influence on the decision uh, that this young man made to go to RCR. I mean. You know, looking at the drivers that are moving over to Toyota with Joe Gibbs right now, those names you just mentioned, uh, could that have been a part of his decision, you think, to move to RCR, which I think is a great decision. But just Well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I guess you got to look. If an opportunity is presented, you know, you got to take a hard look at it. And obviously he wasn't under contract uh, with Toyota, right. or, or that would have already been, that. you know, he would have probably stayed the course. So I think probably what you're going to see is that the, the, the manufacturers are probably going to start taking a little harder look at what their agreements say. Because they've got a lot invested in these guys. You know, and, and now they've developed them, and here we, and he's going to go drive a Chevrolet. I'm not picking on him. I'm actually talking about the organization and the structure. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a whoops on their on their part, no doubt about that. So, what last question on this? We'll move on. I got to, I've got some Rick Ware that, to ask you about his charter information. Uh, you think Truax? I mean, he made some remarks on the radio. He was certainly frustrated after last weekend. He ends up blowing an engine. Is he is he gone next year? He has a contract already, but uh, he could. Uh, what he said on the radio, he's not. He's done. What do you think? I, I don't think he's done. I think it was a, a moment. That's what I believe. It was a moment. And um, But we talked about this. And I said this, that when you start thinking about not being around next year, things, things start to look a little different. Uh, there's no way that he would have said that. He not, never would have said that if he hadn't been thinking about leaving. Mm -hmm. And so it Mm -hmm. makes me wonder who put the pressure on for him to stay. Somebody likely upped the ante, and he he probably had plans to go, 
and he hung in there one more year because, and we don't know what that means, but, but also let's not forget a lot went on in his personal life over the last 12 months. Yes. I mean, I've thought about that. Even though, even though him and Sherry weren't quote unquote together at the time, losing her, they were together for a long, long time. That that has to have an effect on a race car driver, right. on anybody. No right. doubt about that. Well, I hope he stays. I'm a real fan of his, and uh, he's a great race car driver. Uh, interesting thing. We've talked a lot about charters over the years, and there's a lot to debate, and, and the charters have gone up in expenses, et cetera, et cetera. My headline, NASCAR will not repossess Rick Ware Racing's number 51 charter. So rules, if a chartered team finishes in the bottom three among the 36 chartered teams in owner standings three consecutive years, NASCAR has the ability to take the charter if they choose. It is not required that they take it, but they can. Uh, The number 15, now 51 team, finished 35th in owner standings in 21, 34th in 22, and are currently 34th in 23. So that would qualify him if... NASCAR chose to do so, they could take that charter. Well, I think what the the purpose of that was was to make sure that you were attempting to compete. And if NASCAR, in NASCAR's discretion, if you were not competing and there was an organization out there who could compete better or you weren't making an attempt to compete, then they had the right to put it, to take it back and give it to somebody who was making it, who, who might make a better attempt to compete. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I would say there's two things here to me. One, it's an interesting signal because, um, you can read it two ways. One is, Hey, just want to remind you guys, uh, you have a responsibility to compete and we're going to give you a pass this year. Yeah. Now, yeah. the problem is with that statement to me is that it's almost precedent setting. Well, why did you let them finish three years below the, the, the line and, and not take theirs, but, but we, we had ours three years below the line and you took ours? So I think the thing is, is that NASCAR's intent is not to repossess charters. It's to make sure... Mm-hmm that the people who have charters are doing everything they can to compete. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think, and you kind of mentioned this, but I can't remember what exactly they, they call this, but you know, there was a time when these guys would basically park it, not finish the race, start, stop and park or whatever they call it. So wasn't this kind of, uh, developed to stop that? Well, I mean, yeah, the the whole idea here was, but that's the same thing. I mean, it's it's compete, right? Not just show up. You yep. got to compete, and and yep. so and I so yes. But but I think at this point, it's are you making a legitimate effort to compete? Yeah, I mean, it'd make you wonder if after three years of that, why you'd want to stay aboard. But we'll see what happens. But yes, a president a president has been set, no doubt about that. I I didn't mean to say that the president was about to start racing, but. It, Anyway, that being said, they are already preparing for Champions Weekend. That's going to occur in Music City again in Nashville on November 29th and 30th. But that ain't here yet, ladies and gentlemen. We've got the Xfinity Race tomorrow on Saturday at 3.30 on USA Network. You don't want to miss it. That's going to set the field for the championship. 
and the cup race on Sunday. Same deal, 2 p.m. on NBC. These are going to be a, an exciting couple of races this weekend that will set the championship field. So be there, check it out. Uh, try not to yell and scream at Hamlin, and you'll feel better next week. We'll see you right here next week if I have a voice on Trackside with Randy and Terry. Deep the racetrack, everyone.